Boy, can I help you? Listen up. I'm bringing you the best content to ever exist in the door-to-door industry from sales, leadership, recruiting, and personal development. Well, why would I need that? Because never before have we been able to collaborate with the top experts in their industries, sharing their secrets and techniques on what makes them the best. Wait, who, who are you? I'm your host, Sam Taggart, creator of the DDD Experts and DDDCon. Is there a place we can sit down? Well, come on in. Vanilla is the fastest way to increase your Google and Facebook reviews through text. With a 98% open rate, Vanilla Reviews is the simplest, cheapest way to interact and engage with customers. Visit us at vanillagood.com for more information. Hi everybody, my name is Sam Taggart and this is the D2D Podcast. We are live coming at you from... What is it, Grand Rapids? Seriously? Rapid City. That wasn't Rapido. Yeah, no, for real. I almost went Grand Rapids again. Ten seconds after we jumped about (laughs) Rapid City, South Dakota. Never been to South Dakota. Tomorrow we're waking up at what time? Six? I don't know. We haven't really even looked at it. Yeah, we can map this out. We are going to Mount Rushmore together um, on a rushing jam, being Circle Brothers. Not how you think. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, so... <laughs> yes! <laughs> we are alive. Uh, anyway. so we take that one back. Okay. So we, <laughs> we are in the expert circle together. So we're going to Lake Powell in September. And we do some cool stuff. And anyway, we are out here. We're the company, but... What was I going to say? Oh, so Jake. Let me tell you about Jake. <laughs> let me tell you. I love that this is the start to mine. <laughs> yes. I love that. They're all, That's great. There's some that are really good, and we can already tell it's 11 something o'clock at night, so this one's definitely going to go. If you're watching this live, kudos, kudos for you. Don't go to bed, because this is going to be one of the most interesting. No, but if you're listening, to Jake, Jake has eight years in the experience in, in pest control. He manages several hundred or hundred plus people. He's going to do 10,000 accounts um, in pest control, uh, active phenomenon. And uh, anyway, one, some cool stuff though. Like we're talking about he's gone through some physical and emotional just craziness in this job, which I think is a fair story. You know, we're in Mexico at the DD Circle and Jake – Literally puked maybe ten times a day. Okay, no, not that much. But, but no, fair fair amount. You know what I mean? Three to four yeah. puking. Like puking. How much how much weight did you lose? Through the whole thing or yeah. in Mexico? Whole thing. Yeah. Well, because in no. So he has Crohn's no disease. He just got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. But it was like what, six months? How long was it like that you were going through hell? Uh, so I had a flare up that just, yeah, knocked me on my butt and that was for, geez, man. Yeah. Five months. I mean, I still have a little bit of lingering, you know, stuff from that, but full blown, like five months. You couldn't even function. No, I I barely made it. I barely made it to that trip. Yeah. The fact that he's literally in bed 50% of the time, kind of like, I'm a trooper. I'm here. He's like, Sam, you really haven't seen the fun side of me. So then he's like trying to win me over. So he gets up and does <laughs> some karaoke. So I had to make so He's like, I about passed out and fell over the whole time. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm all talk right now. I think I'm all talk, so. And he, no, so I was impressed with his karaoke skills, of course. But anyway, so we're going to jam on going through hard stuff. Like, 
going through that and still having to manage 100 plus people and be a top performer and sell lights out and then thriving in all essence of the business. Like I think that oftentimes we we don't really thrive. Like you know, we survive. And it's so yeah. funny today we kind of jammed on that with these guys. It's like the 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 thriving aspect is so different than I've got a I've got food, I've got a shelter, I've got my needs are met. But that doesn't mean you're really thriving in life. So, anyway, if you're if you're interested in learning how to freaking thrive, Stay tuned. Here we go. So tell us a little bit about how you how you thrive. <laughs> no, no, let's rewind. That's a terrible first question. So hardest things you've done in door to door. Let's jam okay. on that for a that's second. That's a good place. That's a good place. Because yeah. you know it wasn't always easy for you, right? You weren't the kid that was like out the gates, do your five hundred first year. No, not not five hundred first year. Um, I did two fifty my first year. Stud. Um, if you're not two fifty, two fifty is the new hundred. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half times better is yeah. the new. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean that it was a really great summer, and I was really motivated because you know adaptive. That's the that's the bare minimum you need to do for management. Okay. And so I was hell bent on making that happen my first my first year and. Um, you know, something that I can say is, no, I didn't sell 500. I didn't break the rookie record. I've never had a bagel day though. I, I don't know what that's like. You've never I've had a never bagel. bagel. I've never bagel. Now, now that hey, being said. He went out today and didn't even bagel. <laughs> <laughs> He's never done roofs. roofs technically like, true. Yes, technically true. Yeah, Sorry. learning roofs. But, um, you know, that's great and all to say, but in reality, well, I'd rather be like, you know, bring Lindsay, you know, he, I know he's had some bagel days, you know, in there yeah. somewhere, but he, the dude sells twelve hundred. I'd way rather have that cool thing to say than saying, "Hey, I've, you know, I've, yeah. I've never bagel," you know. Yeah. Which is, anyways, and so yeah, I I did well my first year, but not not you know insane insane level. And then ever since then, it's just been an improvement every year. It's been growth. It's been. But that's what's funny is you know what, and I was just telling my teams about this. What is hard about this job is always hard about this job, and um. You know, one of the guys, Brenner, said, you know, if you don't look for comfort in this job, you won't find it here. You Ooh, know? And, nugget. Yeah, well, that's Brenner down, so that's, that's his nugget. But, you know, embrace, embrace the struggle, embrace the challenge. And, uh, you know, I love that. And so this job, you're presented with that continuously, I mean, non, nonstop. This job hits you financially at times. This job hits you you know, in the gut, emotionally, hits you with your family, hits you with your psychology, you know, your, your mental ability. It, it nails you in every single way, but people don't rebound in, in all those ways. They, they, you know, the consistent thing is people try to rebound financially. You know, that, that's always the priority above everything else, yeah. is to make sure that's, that's clicking. But they neglect other parts of, you know, what it means to thrive. What it means to thrive is to, is to exceed... Um, vigorously is what the definition says and there's there's it depends on what definition you're looking at on on the internet but i think it's the miriam webster one but it says there's three different definitions and the last one says something to the effect of to succeed um despite or because of challenges and i love i think it's you know they didn't even mean to but they dropped a nugget in there you know because yeah. whenever we think about overcoming one more time things, despite or because of challenges. 
Yeah. And it's I think a the, lot of people might brush over that. Exactly. So keep going, sorry. Yeah, no, so it, it's the because of. Because we're always so focused on, man, it was raining today, but I still went out and worked and still got some sales. Or man, I you know, wasn't feeling that great and I still went out and worked and this happened and I'm proud of that. So it's, it's always despite, despite, despite the challenge, I still succeeded. But it's a whole other, it's an elevated mentality to look at, okay, I succeeded because of my challenges. You need challenge. You need things to be hard. You need things to rock you, you know? And it's because of those things and your ability to see, see the growth, to get through, you know, get thicker skin, a thicker hide, and to evolve as a person. It, it's the concept of the happiness advantage, you know, in that book. I just finished reading that. I finally read it for the first time. Such a classic. It, it's such a classic that I have never read. But I finally, I paid my, my dues and I read it. It's good. And it talks about bouncing forward. It's the exact same principle. Whenever people talk about bouncing back from something, they're always saying, okay, well, you know, this thing happened, but way to bounce back. Like the Warriors almost bounced back. Thank goodness they didn't. Hey, go Raptors. That Thank was goodness close. They did it. That was way close. Um, but they say, hey, man, way to bounce back. Hey, I know what happened. I'm sorry about that. Way to bounce back. Yeah. But that's saying you're, you get back to where you started, where you started from. So there's no growth. So you want to bounce forward. You don't want to bounce back and arrive right back at where you were with no benefit. You want to get knocked down, come back, and then more. You want to bounce forward, not bounce back. So that's all part of the thriving, the thriving mentality. So anyway, th things that have happened, I mean, everyone has stuff happen. I don't want to just like go through all the things that have been hard, but they've taught me all different things, you know? And I could say, let's see, what, three years ago? I think it was three years ago now. A lot of people, you know, that I work with at Active know this one because it makes everyone sick to their stomach. So, but um, I was out, so I, I, I bought a house, or we're going to build a house, right? And I was so excited about that. And now I'm on the line for a ton of money to, to do this house. And also I need to have a down payment ready, you know, by a certain date. And all this kind of stuff's going on. So I go out to go sell and lead a team that summer. And on the way to Houston, Texas, we stopped in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I'm sorry if you're from there, but screw that place. <laughs> it is the worst. It is. I, I, no comment. Okay. Well, Love I don't have Mexico's. to. I don't have to stay neutral here. That place is the worst. It could and be better than old Mexico's. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we we parked uh, at a hotel, and I went out in the morning to go walk my dogs, and we had been broken into. I don't even think I've told you this story. No, I never but, um, I'm interested. Yeah, so they shattered the back windshield to my wife's brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, wow. Shattered the whole thing and took our entire life out of it. We had that thing filled roof to window oh, to window. Oh, because it was literally, you're going to the summer, like you're... Well, not only that, but we, are, we moved out of our place to get so it rented because we're building a new home. So we had everything, everything. Everything. I mean, some stuff was in storage, but... So they took... My laptop, they took two iPads, they took my Apple Watch, uh, two GoPros, they took my wife's wedding ring. They took... Why did she have her wedding ring off? Well, because when she's driving, she doesn't like to wear it, and so she had it in the cup holder. Well, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a terrible habit to create. Yeah, yeah, and when, yeah. I, when I tell Don't this... Don't tell story, your wife. Is that like the common thing most guys say? Why do, you, why, do you, why do you let your wife put a wedding ring in the cup holder? No, I know, I know. Okay, and anyway, don't worry, going. when I tell this story, you're going to think... That I'm a complete idiot, 
and that's fine. Oh, okay. I've accepted no, no how stupid... No, just wait. It well, gets stupider. Okay. It gets a lot okay. stupider. So they took all of her clothes. They took these shoes I created. All this stuff was taken, okay? But the real, real bad one was what we call black box. And it was just that, a black box. And it had all of our important documents in it because we had moved out. And we wanted it to be with us and not at some place at home in Utah. So it had our social security cards. It had both our birth certificates. It had our marriage certificate. It had uh, our passports. It had our banking information. It had all the way down to my dog's vaccination records were in this thing. And it was just yanked right out of the back of that car in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we were feeling pretty vulnerable. And I don't know if you've ever been broken into or been robbed, but it it feels like you've been violated. Oh, It my, is a personal, personal feeling. When it's the fourth time in the probably a month and a half span, in your home, you start putting signs that are like, we don't have anything left. Just like, you know, come when we're here and see what happens. And then you yeah. start putting pictures of Jesus on the windows and you're like, he's watching. <laughs> yeah. like, I've been there, dude. Yeah, go, go I, anywhere yeah. you can. Yes. Yeah. Like, so you understand. I like, understand. You feel violated. And, and I had to be on the doors the next day. The next day I was supposed to get to Houston, get all, you know, worked in and be on the doors. And so now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my whole identity, there's probably 35 Jake Bangtons <laughs> walking around Albuquerque, you know. Driving and, their Ferraris and Chargers. Yeah, like little did they know they hit the jackpot with <laughs> us, royal flush with anything that they could have taken. So that was hard. That was hard to start a summer that way. That was right, right at the beginning, you know, was to start like that. And I'm feeling like my bank account's going to be compromised. There goes the house. There goes all of our money, you know, all, all in one, and our, and our identities, and our Kyle, credit It was score. Kyle Nelson pulling a prank. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just praying, just praying. Yeah. It'd be yeah, a dumb but, prank. But no, um, anyways. So that was, that was hard to start a summer like that. Everyone knows that it's hard to, you know, your mentality right at the beginning of the summer is huge. How huge. you start is really important. And that momentum, how locked in you are, how dialed in and committed to what you're going to do and how you're going to do it is really, really important. And to start like totally having the rug pulled out from underneath us and us to scramble with like protecting our literal identities was was tough. But man, I can tell you I learned a lot through pushing through that. And oh, and my wife was, was pregnant at the time. And we had both our dogs with us as well. <laughs> and then take the dogs? They didn't take, no, because they were in the hotel with me. Oh, okay. And just a side note, if anyone's interested, I went out to take them to the bathroom at like 1.30 a.m. We looked at the cameras in the hotel. They were there at like 1.50 a.m. The chances of that. I missed them by 20 minutes. Yeah. Ugh. Which is wild. Anyways. So, you know, there's things like that that will, will happen. And that's the thing, guys, is like... How do we bounce forward? Yeah. Like, stuff, stuff's always going to happen. Like, it's not going to be this smooth... Life isn't like that. Yeah. And what I've been telling my teams a lot recently is... And this is my mantra. It's been for years and years and years. I'm sure you've heard it before, but life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain, you know? And there's so many times, Nugget. you know, day to day in the job where you're like, oh, this thing's hard. I'm not feeling really good on this. I'm in a bad mood. Let me wait for this storm to pass, yeah. this little storm, you know? Before I throw myself all the way back into it, let the dust you know, settle, I want the weather to be a little bit better, and then I'll, I'll go into it. Or, you know, some big choice in their life. Yeah. school or this job whatever but it, it's not you can't do that like there's always going to be a storm and so to thrive you can't wait 
That's not thriving. You cannot wait to succeed and go for it and throw yourself all in. You have to learn to dance in the rain. You have to learn to enjoy it. Yeah, and I definitely it, had to. I think a lot of people are always looking for the storm of door-to-door to pass. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, when I'm a third-year veteran, I'm going to just be on autopilot and make $100,000 or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, like, we still, like, after 10 years and 12 years or 15 years, it's the same. Sometimes it gets harder in some ways because you almost are like, Wow, another another year, you know, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes there's certain aspects that do get easier, 100%. So if you're like, it, it doesn't get easier than this, like, there's definitely certain aspects that gets easier. Yeah. But I think a lot of people just don't realize, like, like you said, it's how do you dance in the rain in this? And I think the people that learn how to dance in the rain, they, they tend to love door to door and they, they find a, a niche for it. They find a, a kind of a, I could do this for a while. Mm-hmm. And I can I can make a career out of this, and even though it's raining, and and the benefits of dancing in the rain and owning it is what thriving is. I love that. I love the term, you know, despite or because of hardship. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, be it because of right. So then, you get Crohn's disease. Where does that kind of throw you off for the rocker? Are you like, sure it's Crohn's disease? <laughs> MLS or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sam doesn't know what's wrong with me. He pretends to care. No, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, so how are you doing with that meniscus thing? You know? <laughs> ah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. I knew I had an M in it, you know, Crohn's disease. So, yeah, I was actually originally diagnosed with um, ulcerative colitis, and that's the tougher name that maybe you were thinking of. Oh, I would have definitely. <laughs> I know, I was, I was holding back on that. <laughs> yeah. I knew we were going to talk about it. I knew I had some weird title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I actually had my first flare-up um, my first year. Ulcer, meaning ever. like butthole thing? Like an ulcer? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> an ulcer is an ulcer. It's <laughs> an ulcer. <laughs> I'm like a hemorrhoid. You you dropped out of med school, really? No, I don't see it. I don't no. know why. <laughs> Dude, I never took anatomy, man. I never. Uh, ulcerative like? colitis yeah, just means that you have like a lot of ulcers in your colon or, or a similar colon. area. Okay, yeah, so colon is the butthole ish word you're looking for. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's okay. not the butthole, but anyways, up okay. there. Yeah. Wow, this is incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> you listen to this. This is professional. You're welcome. Enjoy it. You're learning something today. You're learning. Ulcerative colitis, you see? And um, I had my first flare-up, uh, my first year team leading, actually. And we didn't know what it was at that time. And so my vision would cut out. I was driving one day, and my vision just cut out. Like, like this whole portion of my vision was just gone. I had to, like, I, I like, honked as hard as I could and slowed way down and just, like, drifted to the side of the road. Oh, like, straight like, up, like, parked. almost blind. You're like, I yeah. was driving almost blind. Yeah, no, blind. you know when, like... Uh, you know, you see stars or something yeah. like that. It was that, my whole bottom right half of my vision. It was just gone, like, out of nowhere. And so they actually don't even know why that happens. But it's related to when I have a flare-up. My vision just goes in and out. And so, um, anyways, I've been battling with that through all of my summer sales career. So ever since, I mean, that was after my first year of team leading. So you have an episode. Year. How often are these episodes? I'll have smaller ones that, you know, are more mild. My vision goes out, mm, you know, I'd say... 
once every month and a half wow. somewhere in there and there's no warning it just, you know it just it's happens like, it's come it's happening I'm yeah having an so episode. Like, yeah, that's exactly what happens i'm just standing there talking to someone I'm like okay half of you is gone so we're just gonna keep going like i can see what's going on right now let's pretend I let's see pretend you. with me yeah um, have, have you like puked on a door have you pooped your pants at all <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb <laughs> No, I haven't. I, I, okay. I have peed myself, which has nothing to do with anything at all. Oh, okay. I just have a small bladder, so I definitely I peed my pants on the doors. So. Oh wow! Yeah, that I'm glad that everyone, everyone knows this. I'm glad that we're on the DDD podcast. Yeah, this is legit. No, but I mean, it's the point. The, you chose the topic. We're talking about hard shiz. You know yeah, what I mean? Let's, it's like, let's do it. Let's and it this up. is what's funny is because a lot of people think like, oh, Jake Bennington, oh, this guy. You know what I mean? And it's like. No, I, 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 that's embarrassing. I peed my pants. Well, you know, or, yeah, because, and you even said something to me one time that I've, I've believed, but I didn't realize how much I believed it until you put it in words, which is, you know, we we're on a call one time and you said, the people with the most influence in a room are the most authentic. Yeah. And the most genuine and sincere. But really the word you meant is, you know, is authentic is when you said. And I've always believed that and... And, but, but I haven't always lived it in certain ways. And so, you know, in the industry, there's such a, an expectation for anyone who is a manager, especially, oh, yeah. to just be this incredible example. In every way, shape, and form, they, try to, they strive for perfection. In a lot of ways, it's really important, and that's great. But when it comes to being vulnerable and showing that you do have weakness and that you do have things that you battle and overcome, that's important for your guys to see. You know, and it's so it's so uh, critical because if someone wants to aspire and say, I want to be like Jake, or for, for me, I wanted to be like Kyle, Kyle Nielsen, you know, my my manager, the guy who was with much me the love. whole time. Shout out. Much love, much love. Um, it was it was hard sometimes to think, how can I ever be like Kyle, or how can someone be like me or like you, if you seem not to have the same weaknesses or struggles that I do. You know, it, okay, that's just a, that's just Sam, like. Sam's over here, I'm over here with a lot of other people. Jake's over here, Kyle's over here, whoever, right? And so they don't strive and don't feel like you can relate. They can't relate to you. And so when you're able to say, hey, I struggle with this. This is hard for me. Guys, this thing that's hard for all of you is still hard for me. I struggle with that every day, you know? Then you're able to relate a lot more. Yeah. And so with, with, with ulcerative colitis and all the other things, and like my wife and I struggling with infertility for years, you know, and that being such a hard thing for us. You know, years of tests and heartbreak and tears and, and shots and pills and this thing and other things, you know, I hid those things. I really did. Because I was just obsessed with this idea of... It's like, I'm broken. Or, I'm like, if I tell them, maybe they're going to look at me as, like, lesser of a man. Like, yeah, like, that, yeah, that kind of... Yeah. Was, and, and Not that I'm broken, like, I don't care about that. It was just like, how do I be the most stud example that I can be yeah. and have nothing ruin that image? And that's a, that's a mark on the image, potentially. Exactly. It's exactly. what our perception of it is. Right. And how often are we actually ineffectively leading because we want to put off the persona as if we had no marks? Yeah. And it's like, no, hello, I have marks just like you do. It's what I bounce forward with those marks. Yeah. How do I respond to the marks? How do I... It's what I do about it is yeah. what makes me different. It's there, not that yeah. we're, we're the same. It's just 
I've taken a little bit more harder action in some difficult moments. Or my storm is different flavor than your storm. Mm-hmm. I'm dancing in the rain, dude. Yeah. Come dance with me. Yeah. It's not exactly. like, it's not like you're in the storm and I'm over here with rainbows. Right. <laughs> and yeah. people want to see that. That's a leadership principle that I'm very passionate about. You know, that's like where I'm like, you think like what I do is all rainbows? Everybody's like, oh, Sam Tiger. I'm like, dude, I'm happy. He's always so happy. Yeah, I'm like, his life must be so great. Uh, yeah, go try to travel into 40 states this 12 months and all these, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. and live a life and balanced and, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's hard. Like, there are times where your wife is like, what the hell? What are you doing? You know, right, I, mean, I need yeah. you. And it's like, I would love to be home right now. Yeah. You know, and... I think it's just being open about that. So like, yeah, no, everything's great, man. We're, we're crushing. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. no, this is business. Business isn't just a rainbow. It's freaking in the storm and you're dancing in it. Yeah. And I love that. I love, I've never heard that quote. You're like, oh, everybody's heard this quote. From I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I heard that one. Right, 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 right. I read too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so what, what would you say is a way to help people thrive in this. So think about it like, you know, from all equities of the life, right? Like, you know, I think a lot of people struggle. Maybe they are thriving in the business side of things, but they struggle. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, nor are you, but I'm saying, do you have any kind of hacks or things that you're like, hey, this would be my two cents on thriving outside of work? Hmm. Well... You know, the universal rule is always to be grateful and always to, you know, not take things for granted. But so to go back to the Crohn's thing, actually, for a second. I mean, this oh, yeah, is, we didn't finish this. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it goes it goes yeah. with that is that, you know, I had this recent flare up and it was it was so awful that it was so much worse than any other one I've ever had. All of them combined. It was it was worse. And I lost 50 pounds. You know, I mean, thankfully, I guess, thankfully, I had a dad bod you know, a pretty decent one. And so I had, I had the weight to lose, but after a certain while I didn't. And I was in like high school, like cutting weight for wrestling days. I got down to 136, you know, and that's crazy. It's craziness. And so, but with that, I was bedridden for three weeks. My wife is bringing my food to me. She's helping me out of bed to go, you know, have diarrhea for four months in the bathroom and walk me back to my bed. It was awful. I remember a call where you did a it's coming out both sides. Give it a sec. <laughs> Do you know what a double dragon is? Yeah. Because I had four double dragons in Mexico alone. So it w- it's not a good time. But my point with all that is saying, you know, I had taken even my dad bod for granted. And I was way out of shape and all that kind of stuff. But I still had so much more health than so many more people in the world. And yeah, I was squandering it. And I definitely didn't appreciate it. And so when I was now bedridden and I had lost all this weight and I had no, I had no energy to play with my daughter, you know, and even like entertain her or anything at all. I had this moment where I was like, I give anything just to be right back where I was. And so when health finally started to come back, no thanks to a silent fast in Mexico. That was a joke. That was a joke. (laughs) We stuck him in the jungle. Yeah. He survived. Literally dropped me off in a chair in the jungle at the height of this sickness. Um, but you know, when, it, when the health started to come back, I had like this renewed fire to, you know, make sure that I took care of my health better than I had and to work out and to treat it right. Um, and, and everything like that. And so sometimes you, you, you there's a difference between being humble and being humbled. 
right? I mean, clearly, everyone knows about that too, you know? The, the, the life pursuit is to be humble. That is the life pursuit, and that is a noble one. You don't want to have to be humbled. You don't want to have to be broken down by an ailment, by a tragedy, by a situation. You want to be proactively humble, which means you need to be grateful. Which, on that note, something that was interesting on one of our calls that stood out to me that it's a, you're, you're like, yeah, I'm at the gym. I'm trying to get back into shape and bounce forward, right? Yeah. And tell them kind of your experience, you know, just kind of this whole embarrassing, humble, you know, <laughs> kind of... <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, like, tell them about that. Yeah, for all the, the muscles that are listening, because summer sales and muscles seem to go hand in hand, or the gym, anyhow. I, I, so I, you know, I help coach uh, high school wrestling, and so, you know, typically in, in season I'm in shape, and I, I'm strong, and all that kind of stuff, but I had been so withered down by my sickness that when I got out, to the summer, which having faith is a lot of part. I'm not saying necessarily in, in religion or anything, but in something because I drove out to Orange County, California this summer terrified, like shaking in my boots, terrified because my sickness was in no way resolved, Yeah, you know, and I was in terrible, terrible pain. Crohn's disease, when you have a flare up, it feels like someone is stabbing you in the stomach oh. and it is so painful and it just doesn't stop that you have to just lay there. You can't talk. You can't look at anybody. You can't do anything. Bah. And then you have this horrible diarrhea and you can't eat a single thing and you throw everything up. And so I was heading out for a summer like that. I was supposed to knock. You know, it's like, oh, I can't just find a bush and poo four times today. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Yeah, which I did I did poop in Central Park in a bush. That did happen. <laughs> That's a story for another day. I don't know why we've been focused around this, is this great. Yes, the back I, end of things. Hey, so much. Anyways, so that was another time I started a summer in like the worst way ever, you know? And, um, so the point is I, I got, I got to Orange County and I was like, okay, like I feel like crap, but I need to start like making some, some, uh, effort and progress here one way or another. And so I got, I got to the gym and since the beginning of the summer till now, I've missed three days, which I'm really proud of that. But, uh, cause I'm not a morning person, but I'm becoming one, but going to the gym, I'm going with my wife and I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's go to the gym. Let's get back into this. And I can't even bench the bar. And that, that moment brought actual tears to my eyes because it's one thing to see your body shrink down and it's one thing to feel it, but it's another thing to be like, wow, you know, try and do an exercise that used to be a breeze and I can't even lift the bar. And it was an assisted bar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was an assisted bar. And I couldn't, I literally could not even bench that uh, eight times. My wife had to finish the set for me. And that was, that was humbling. I came off that, but there's just, you know, tears in my eyes. And I just, I cannot believe how far I've, I've lost everything. You know, this is my health. This is my literal body. Like yeah. all my clothes are falling off of me. And so that was really, it was discouraging for a second. It was like, I, how do I come back from this? I can't even lift, I can't even bench the bar. It is such a joke. And, but it was just, you know what? Like it's the right thing. It's the right thing for my body. And if I'm going to be grateful for the progress I've made so far, then you got to pursue it. And that's where a lot of people stop is they see some progress and they start to come back from something, from some affliction or some tragedy or some hardship. And then they turn their back on, you know, that progress and they stop uh, sticking to it or whatever. So I was like, I got to see this thing through. If I really was grateful, well, let's put my money where my mouth is and keep going. 
So since then I've added 90 pounds to my bench. And so that's taken like so much like patience and dedication to that. Um, and, but anyways, to, so to answer your but question. But to increase it by 90 pounds. I mean, okay, it's, it's not actually saying like, oh, I'm strong now. It's just mainly saying how weak I was. <laughs> no, but, that, but it's still like, it's incremental increase. It's not just yeah. like a, it's not just like a, boom, I got 90 pounds more strength. Like, it's got to just take like, okay, let's spend some more 10 times. Now let's add 10 pounds on it. Oh, I just start with just two and a half, two, two and, and a half, half pounds on each side. It, I felt there are other people in the gym looking over. I'm just like, fuck. And is there like, like, is he faking this? Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, what? And I, they see me like, ah, like shaking on, you know, like, rep Oh, eight. that'll go viral funny video. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. So I think we've got it. We've run out of time. So, but I want to, like, I want to ring this home to, yeah. I think a lot of times people don't really get humbled, yet they never, hum, they never are humble. And they maybe do this job out of ego. And they never fully hit their potential, but they never really fully hit the bottom. And they just kind of stay in this, like, middle ground of, like, just the pack. Like, they're in the pack. But I think it's, like, oftentimes when you can really humble yourself and find these moments of difficulty and look at them as the gift and say, what's the gift and how am I progressing and how am I bouncing forward? How is that breaking me down to make me a stronger person? Is... When you can do that, that's when these top performers like you and others I've noticed have really thrived. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, they allow the breakdown to bounce them forward. They allow the humbling moments to say, what an awesome learning opportunity to move forward. Yeah. You know, like one of the coaching clients, Cody, he had an interesting situation in his office and he was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, it was like an absurd, one of those like one random off, one-offs. Outlier, You're just yeah. like, holy cow, I've never even heard of that. And I was like, what a cool opportunity for you to f- practice leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, wow, I guess I never looked at it that way. Like most people never even would have had that opportunity of a crap situation where, you know, one random one-off you'd never think about. Mm-hmm. And now you get to deal with that. And he was like, oh, I, I, I get to deal with that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he started to wrap his head around it. And I'm like, how that's much the cool? Thrive mentality. That's yeah. the thrive mentality. You get to deal with that. Yeah. Like how cool you get to deal with Chromesies. And guess what? You're going to speak at DoorDoorCon or you're going to have this part. Like you get to inspire people through saying, I now can not only bench the bar, I can put 45 plates on there. And, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. I know, I, but it's like I'm moving on knowing that I could be pooping or throwing up on any doorstep and lose my vision and pass out. Yet I'm still out there saying, let's go. Yeah. Yet everyone else is like, what's your excuse? And you're not, you're not even knocking. Like you're, you're just, I can't even get you to go out and knock and you have nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Yet they, they're, they're in the pack. They're just floating. Yeah. But they never had those serious moments that helped them bounce forward, which I think is so interesting around top performers and peak this this peak performance that i'm studying through the podcast you know what i mean well and that's why you know when you when you talk to all these people on your podcast or all the really cool people that you get to meet i mean there's a pat there has to it's be a pattern. pattern that's why i'm saying yeah. this is that's why i'm connecting all these dots because it's not like like i look through my past it's like i broke my ankle midsummer. 
The summer I was number one, break my ankle. To any other rep, it's like, oh, fetch, I'm going to get passed up with all the people on my tail because I got to take six weeks off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sweet, I got to knock on crutches. Yeah. And I threw in three that same day. Where you, where you changed your story from, well, everyone's been, not everyone, but there are a lot of people who can say I was the number one rep in my company this year. But you're the only one that can say... I did it with a broken ankle for six weeks. And I thrived because of... Yeah, because yeah. of. Right. And it's like, maybe that's why. Maybe it was the chip on the shoulder that made me want to work harder. I don't know, but I look at like, that's just one little moment or one opportunity I could share that it's like, not everybody breaks their ankle and tr- freaking bounces forward from it. What'd you do anyway? Ultimate frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> Sports uh, day, baby. Oh wow. No, but I mean, but dude, it's it, that's the point. Like, I think if you're listening to this, hopefully you're looking at this as like, oh, like I can thrive and I can play in the rain and I can, I, I could probably step up and change my story. Yeah. It's change your story. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You, you, what I always say is move or be moved. Like life mm-hmm. will, will pass you by and literally, you know, the storm, if you're waiting for it to pass by, like move or be moved. Like life, it's not neutral. There's nothing neutral about life. It's going to pass you right on yeah. by or you're going to get out in front, you know, ahead of it. But when it comes to thriving, you know, you got to think people are so hellbent on making sales, 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 money, money, money. But everyone knows that eventually money fails you. Like that's yeah. not enough motivation. It's a hard enough day. Things have kind of stacked on top of each other. You had two jerks in a row on the door. You know, someone's calling you, your family's in the hospital. You have all these things going on and suddenly you're like, I've made good money. Yeah. That's, that's a conversation. I've made good money. Like today, I survived. I can chill. I'm surviving. I can coast a little bit here. But to thrive is to have a higher purpose. It's an evolved mindset. It's that continuous search of like, how do I shed my skin like a snake? Yes. Like, how do I shed that and come out glistening and, um, you know, healthier and fresher than ever? You know, let's leave this past me behind. And so on those days when you know that who do I want to be when the summer's over? Who do I want to be long term? You know, where do I want my spirituality or zenness to be at? Where do I want my psychology and mentality to be at? Where do you want all these things to be at? And if you can thrive and, and succeed in all of those, that's when you thrive. To me, saying thrive is not, you, you cannot succeed in one thing and thrive. That's not, to me, the definition of thriving. You're succeeding. Mm. But if you neglect all the other aspects of Physical, what makes you human. spiritual, emotional, relationships, spirituality. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people, especially in the summer, just let that go. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. It's crazy. They neglect parts of themselves that would actually feed right back into their success. Yeah. And it's you know? like you're, you're, you're going and maybe you're succeeding, but I wouldn't call it thriving. Right. So anyway, let's end on that. Like, um, I, I think a lot of people should go home and put some soul search right down. Like, here's your challenge, people. Write down a few things of scale one to 10 am I thriving in this and if it's less than a 10 what are the things I can identify to change what things do I need to let go what stories do I need to change what habits do I need to create what time efficiencies do I need to better to thrive and I think those are a few of the questions you could ask yourself walking out of here
It sounds like we just got shot by the GoPro. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think that I think that's what uh that's that's your homework. So anyway, do you have anything else you want to share or add to that? If not, like I just I think we've all met somebody who we view as clicking on all cylinders. Clicking, yes. You know? And I think that's the ultimate goal. And so I'm just saying, you're stepping over a dollar and picking up a penny if all your focus on this industry is sell, 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 sell. If you don't have a vision of how it's all coming together to make you, you know, better, then you're selling yourself short. You know, yeah. that's a whole wing of motivation that you don't, you know, you're not giving yourself. And your reps. This is really big for your reps. Yeah. You know, for guys who can go out and crush it and sell lights out, like you say, it's it's important. It's not as prevalent immediately, but with rookie reps, you get all that working together, and that's that's concert. Love it. Music to my ears. Hey. Hey, thanks, Jake Bennington. You heard it first. We'll be seeing much more of Jake, by the way. And uh, much love. Share this. Give him some love. Let us know your thoughts. Comment below. Hit Say, that hey. like. Or a Hit heart. That share. Or a frowny face. One of those. There's a reason, aren't those? We love you guys. Share it up. Much love. Ooh.